0: where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 145, Turkey Hunting Solo. And I am your host, and the guy who actually did this past weekend get on the lake to do some fishing, but I actually didn't fish because once I got my boat down off of the boat lift for the first time this whole year, I realized that the wires to the trolling motor had corroded all the way through and the trolling motor was not working. So I spent the hour that I had to fish splicing the wires together because of course there was not any slack for me to work with and I was working in a very tight area but I'm closer now and weather permitting this weekend I will be on the lake fishing rod in hand hopefully a cold adult beverage in the cooler with a few small largemouth bass in the cooler as well to bring home for dinner. Almost all of my to-do list is done now so I now have the hottest part of the summer and the whole fall coming up to enjoy some bass fishing. So I'm looking forward to that. So today we are 224 days, 8 hours, 21 minutes, and 0 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. 224 days. Getting closer. And we're roughly 3 weeks away from kickoff of the first football, college football game of the year. And that's pretty exciting as well. So today I want to discuss a topic that was suggested by David from New Hampshire. David sent in a suggestion for a show on turkey hunting solo back in January. And when I saw the suggestion, I thought that's a great idea for a show. But I wondered if the topic was big enough meaning I wondered if it had enough content or substance for me to cover it in an entire episode of the show. But I just wondered if there was enough content for me to be able to spend at least 20 to 30 minutes discussing it. So over the past three months or so, I kept coming back to this topic because I liked the suggestion, but I just couldn't make it work in my head, my feeble, little, bald, peanut-shaped head. (laughs) That is, I couldn't make it work until I went back in my mind to the days when I was first learning and getting into turkey hunting. And I got to thinking about how I had a couple of hunting buddies that had spent the previous three or four springs turkey hunting while I spent those same three or four springs finishing my degree in college and starting my professional career. And I got to thinking back to how I would go in the woods at the time before daylight and make one or two mistakes before I ever saw dawn's crack. And I thought about how I would continue making mistakes through the early dawn until late morning when I would trudge back to camp with my bottom lip poked out, all the while thinking that if I had one of those two hunting buddies with me, that we would have killed a bird or two that morning. And when I started thinking about this topic like a turkey hunter who is relatively new to the sport instead of like one who has been hunting turkeys for over 20 years and 70 to 80% of the time hunting them by himself, I figured it out. I figured out that there's plenty of content to cover on solo turkey hunting to do a 20 to 30 minute episode. So here we go. First up, I can't leave this out, is safety. I will kick myself in the rear end if I don't talk about this first because it is the number one thing that we turkey hunters need to keep in the back of our minds at all times. Turkey hunting is one of the most unsafe forms of hunting in my opinion, but it is by far not the most unsafe thing that we do in a day. If you think about that 1,500 to 2,000 pound machine that we take to and from work, the store, church, school, etc. And think about how safe you are while you are in it, buckled up, driving the speed limit, not texting and driving, obeying all the traffic laws. And now think about how none of that matters when the person in the vehicle next to you on the interstate is doing none of the things that you are doing. They're doing the opposite. Turkey hunting is much safer than that. But nonetheless, we must keep safety in the back of our minds before and during the time that we're in the turkey woods solo. It's especially important solo because we don't have that other person in the woods with us to help us if something goes wrong. If you'll remember, I did an entire episode on turkey hunting safety not terribly long ago, so I'm not going to get too deep into it again today. But I do want all of us to go back and listen to episode number 130 again, especially before we take to the fall turkey woods very soon. However, I do want to touch on a couple of things about safety and solo turkey hunting. First, when hunting solo, we need to make sure that someone knows roughly where we're hunting. If you're like me and you have several different hunting properties, then we need to let someone know at the very least which property we'll be hunting that day. If we're hunting a large parcel, then we can drop a pin on Google Maps before we get out of our vehicle and send that to our spouse, a family member, a good friend, whoever it may be, even a coworker. And this is extra important if we have any sort of medical condition. And now I actually just thought of this when I mentioned that about having some sort of a medical condition and taking extra care. And I thought of my dad when I said that. My dad about 10 years ago had bypass surgery. He had one artery that had two blockages in it. One of the blockages was 80% and the other was 90%. And they actually had to do a bypass. They couldn't put stents in. After that surgery, my brother and I, who hunt with my dad, and one of our really good friends, Rocco, have been very careful and made extra sure that we check up on my dad when he's in the woods. He normally doesn't hunt alone. He doesn't deer hunt alone. My dad does not turkey hunt. But one of the things that we did was we bought him a whistle. Now, I'm going to guess I don't know this to be a fact. I've never had a heart attack, but I'm going to guess that if you're having a heart attack, finding the air to blow a whistle may be a little difficult. But it got me thinking that really we probably all should have a whistle in our vest, some sort of a safety whistle in our vest that we can use if something were to happen. And think about it you walk around in the woods in the dark and You step on a snake who's not real happy about that or you step in a stump hole and hurt your knee, hurt your ankle, break your leg, you slip on rocks coming down a hill and you fall and you hurt yourself. Having a whistle may be the difference in you having to crawl a mile or two back to your vehicle to drive yourself to the doctor or hospital for help or being able to summon someone to come and get you should you not have cell coverage. And that's another thing. We need to keep our cell phones with us. If your hunting lands are like mine, cell coverage is spotty at best, and having that whistle can be what we need to draw attention to ourselves and get some help where we are. So I'm in no way affiliated with this company, but they seem to have a pretty good product. So go check out stormwhistles.com. S-T-O-R-M-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-S dot com. They claim to have the loudest whistle on the market. I'll be buying two of those very soon. One to go in my turkey vest and one for my wife as a safety measure. So the second safety thing that we need to think about when hunting solo is that we should always ask ourselves this one question before we do anything. What is the worst thing that can happen to me if or when I do blank? Whatever that action is that you're thinking about, whether that's crossing a fence or crossing a creek, climbing down a steep embankment, whatever it happens to be. Ask yourself, what is the worst thing that can happen to me if or when I do this? If you don't like the answer to the question, don't do what you are considering doing. Now, if you're willing to accept the worst case outcome and there is zero chance of hurting someone else in the process, then, well, we're all adults here. That's your decision. Okay, not to belabor the point today. When turkey hunting solo, we just need to be smart and safe when in the woods. Now, there are some tricks to the act of turkey hunting solo that can help our chances of success, and I want to talk about a few of those now. David from New Hampshire asked specifically about setting up properly and knowing when to switch from the call to the shotgun. So I want to cover those two things before I forget. First, setting up properly. All right, this is important no matter if we're hunting solo or with someone else. In my opinion, about 90% of whether or not we'll be successful on a hunt is determined by our setup. Properly setting up on a turkey is a show topic in and of itself and I actually covered that topic with Will Primos but the show did not record. My primary recorder and my backup recorder both failed during that interview so I don't have that. My intentions are to get Will back on the show to cover that topic again and bring that to you before the coming spring season But right now, I think there are a few things that we should keep in mind when setting up on a turkey to hunt him. We should use the terrain and foliage to get as close to that gobbling turkey as possible without spooking him. So, how close is as close as possible? Well, get as close as you think you can get without spooking that turkey. And then move one tree closer you'll be amazed at what that 5 yards or 10 yards will do to your success rate. That right there was a huge game changer for me, learning that one little tip. Next, set up on a tree that has a little cover in front of it, more cover beside it, and if possible, even more cover behind it, and preferably a tree wider than our shoulders. Now the cover in front of the tree is something that we need to be very aware of. We need to be cautious that the cover in front of us does not impede the movement of our guns when we need to swing the gun for a shot. So we need to make sure that there are no vines in front of us, that the gun barrel can get hung on, and there are no saplings in front of us that the gun barrel can get hung on. So that's something that we need to keep in mind when we get set up. Since I'm going to see if I can get Will back on the show to let me record him on this topic again, I'm going to leave this topic at that as I think we have enough info for us to think about now while we're setting up on a hunt. The next thing David asked specifically about was knowing when to switch from the call to the shotgun. And I think we often make this decision more difficult than we need to, especially when we watch. Okay, so that is all that I have for you guys for the free episode today. However, if you want to get access to the premium content for the Turkey Hunter podcast for this week's show and for the next 52 weeks and get access to all of the premium content for the past episodes as well, then you will want to subscribe to the show. And how you do that is by texting the word Turkey Hunter. Make it one word with no spaces. Text that to the number 44222 and then follow directions from there. It's very easy to do. It costs $12 for a year. That's $12 for 52 episodes of the Turkey Hunter podcast. And I'm going to donate $1 of your subscription to the NWTF to give back to those who are giving to us every single day and the hard work that they do to make sure that we have turkeys to hunt now and in the future as well. So go ahead and subscribe. You can get the rest of this week's content, the premium content, and you'll be able to get that for the next 52 weeks as well. Before I let you go this week, I want to know if you can help me with one thing. If you have not already done so, can you please leave a five-star rating and review on your podcast player application for the Turkey Hunter podcast? That is a huge help to the show because it lets anyone who stumbles across the show know whether or not they want to listen to the show. So it's a great way to give back and it's much appreciated by me. Another thing that's appreciated by me is you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review.